Welcome to Love in the Love Boat, where we break down episodes of one of the greatest romantic comedy drama television series of all time. I'm Ishvan, Chicagoland's beloved children's musician and TV fanatic. And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast. So come aboard. We're expecting you to join us for another edition of Love in the, the Love Boat. Boat. Hi, guys. Ishvan here. Uh, before we start the show, I just want to say that today we are joined by very special guest, Ryan Patrick Murphy. Ryan is our friend. And in addition to that, Ryan is someone I played in bands with. He is the person who is responsible for recording my very first kids EP, The Things I Like EP. Um, he also has provided lights for artists like Andrew Bird, Wilco, and toured with Leonard Cohen all the way until his final tour. And he is also in bands, including Poi Dog Pondering, who, if you are in the Chicagoland area, will be playing at Ravinia on July 23rd which also happens to be Ryan's birthday. So go check those guys out. So I'd like you to meet Ryan now. Because <laughs> that's what it's called, I think. Gangplank? Gangplank. I don't know what it's called. What's that's it the, called? That's the thing you walk across hey. to get on the boat. Hey, guys, guess what? what? We started. Oh, nice. It's a gangplank. <laughs> <laughs> the man you've just heard describing what a gangplank is is yes, of course, Ryan Patrick Murphy, our guest, who we are so happy to have here today. Full of nautical terms. <laughs> nautical wisdom at all times. Now, he is actually drinking. Michelle made him a killer, extra large Isaac, so he is enjoying a drink. <laughs> but he also makes a, a killer rye tie. This yeah. Week so I've been told. Pardon me. I don't remember that, though. The, the rye tie is pretty awesome. You don't remember that. You don't remember. That's why we have those tiny umbrellas up there from no. the rye ties. They're still there. They are. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to episode 13, lucky number 13. Mm. Um, we are about to set sail on. Will you guys agree that it was a weird episode? It was dark. Kind of, yeah. It was dark. A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now hang on. We do have our guest Ryan with us today. We are very, very happy we we captured him before he has to take off to uh, parts unknown. But let, let me just get to um, the storylines really quickly, and then we can deal with the strangeness that we all encountered. And we are so glad to have you guys here on this cruise, too. Story number one. All aboard. <laughs> it is called train, right? Cinderella Story, written by Bruce Shelley. Why did they call it that? Don't know. Hang on. Bruce I know Shelley. why. Bruce Shelley does double. He double dipped on this one. Hang on. Mm. Second story, Too Hot to Handle by Ben Jolson and Art Bear. And finally, we have our third story, Family Reunion, also written by Bruce Shelley. Now, guys, <laughs> there are so many guests. Can we all handle who are the guests on this show? Can we go down the line? Well, you have to it. go with the number one. Which is who? Bob Crane. Oh, God. <laughs> He was so creepy. <laughs> right? And then, like, you kind of wondered, maybe... Can I talk about just right out the gate how dismissive of Julie he was? Come oh, on, Ginger. You're going to have to leave the ship. You're going to get me in the hot water. I'd say you're already in it. Clear up to your neck. Who's the wet blanket? Captain Ginger, this is Julie McCoy. She's an officer. The most ship-shaped officer I've ever served under. Teddy, you're late. You're improperly dressed, and this is not the crew entrance. Oh, come on, Julie. Please report to your duty at once. You're not pulling rank on me, are you? Well, hang on. Let me let me just say, like, the thing about this is, this is sort of um, the second time we're seeing something, or maybe third, right, of a, a crew member that you never hear <laughs> I was about say that. otherwise. Well, I mean, there's what 
three thousand people on those boats? But six hundred, I think, is the like countdown. They act like he's been on this cruise. This oh, they're not whole the super season. cruisers yet. Right? But you don't see like this member of the staff and the crew. Now we had an episode nine. You don't see Vincent, any of the janitors or anything. No, either, though. Vincent Baguetta. Who's that? Vincent Baguetta. He was the plumber on the ship that we never saw until, <laughs> until that, episode. that episode. So he was on that, and now we're seeing Bob Crane. I don't remember what his name was on this. Do you remember mm. his actual name? And then, ladies and gentlemen, Heyman, while they're trying to remember that, John, I don't want to ruin Hogan's Heroes for anyone out there, but if you don't know the backstory of Bob Crane and his dark, dark life in Hollywood, you need to do a little research into this because equally it equally is creepy in real life. Yes, it and gives I was going to say the character other, when he not the dad character of him, no, but no, the other character, not, not too far off from probably how he might have really been in yeah, real life, like the, like leaning up against the door with like his, you know. Hey, how you doing, honey? Yeah. That like crazy yeah. woman at the beginning. But the fact that they also have a Polaroid camera is like a, a through line oh, in this too. Knowing about thing. him and his life. Do you think life. he suggested it? I don't know, but it's just so strange that they're saying some of the jokes that they're saying. I actually may have one that I can drop in right now. Oh, he is a terrific character. The captain? No, the uh, reprobate and his girlfriend. Oh, Teddy. You think I could uh, get a picture of him? I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunities. Uh, hey. He's your cabin steward. All right, now let's 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 do the, the remainder of the cast before we get into it because there's a lot of people on this. Yeah, episode. and the rest of the Bob Crane cast is an actress named Dory Brenner. Was that her? That played ultimately his daughter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. That's Spoiler what you meant. The, the, alert. the ginger yeah, or whatever the girl's name was. No, I don't know who was that. And then of course. Good old Robert Hayes, airplane. Airplane guy. <laughs> That's I knew that who it guy. is. I was like, I... <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize. I didn't know his name, though. Sweating. We also have somebody whose name I didn't Flop recognize, sweat. but you know for sure. David White, also Larry Tate from Bewitched, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think he was, aren't they in advertising in Bewitched, too? Isn't that what yeah, their job? Yeah, I think you're right. Adverti- There's so many, like, major things, like advertising as, That's like, sort of a trope. A, it's such a vague... A yeah, profession that but they you could used get it away all with the time yeah. on on sitcoms. Because like I don't really know what they do, <laughs> so let's just yeah. say they're in advertising. Yeah. Oh, it, it's it's insane. So he's on there, and then there's these other two older people of wait, hang on, what was the one old guy's name? Oh, Don DeFore. Yeah, who was on Ozzy and Harriet? I guess not a show I was. Yeah, they're familiar about. faces. Well, was he from the like... soap owner? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> And then his wife, I think, is Rosemary DeCamp, right? Wasn't yeah. she the mom or the grandma in the Partridge family? Oh, I think you're right. She did. I was trying to picture her, and I, I meant to look her. her up. I think you're right. She is a tough broad on this one, though, man. She's tough. She's, like, giving her a husband a hard time. Yeah, well, she, well, the other one, who's, like, the wife of the ad guy. Oh, that's who he's she, talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you meant of the soap guy. He was by himself, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was. He was right. Soap guy is the, is the guy from Bewitched. Him and Bob he, Crane. Why would he be on that boat just because he was with those two, the ad I think guys? they were trying to like hang on to the, the account or something. Yeah, they're like trying that. to get. They his, couldn't believe his... that other guy was on the boat, no. who wasn't the other guy. Correct. Wait, I have something to add to that one too. But hang on. Then we have the the Bruce Solomon, who is sort of the the guy who's masquerading as the actual ad person. Um, and then dirt poor. Yeah, dirt he, poor. he just works grocery, in a store. Grocery store manager. Yeah. <laughs> Then we have John Rubenstein, who I loved. Oh, my God. I have a good story about him. Please, share it. So. Which one was he? He was the husband, like the, the, the comical couple. They Kathy got, Bates. Like, the, the We're missing Kathy Ivy. Bates. Oh, oh, Kathy Bates. You didn't <laughs> mention story his wife. They're newlyweds. That was a very thin story. That yeah. There's there. always one. There has yeah. to be. There has yeah. to be the one just comic relief. Just one. kind of there. So yeah. it's always a married couple. So, yeah, they're recently married. But. 
So I follow this page on Instagram called 70s Heavy Listen, Rock Band. Listen, we're serious tone. What kind of tone? And they post clips. Long story short. So they post this clip of the James Gang rocking in the desert in the what 70s. Song? I don't remember. But then everybody is cool on this site, so they know what it is. And it's this movie called Zachariah, an electric western. And mm. Rubenstein is the star with Don Johnson. Oh, my God. That's weird. It is, looks <clears throat> amazing. Like the trailer, it looks so cool. Oh, you haven't seen this movie? No, I just recently found out about it, which is weird that he's in this episode. He's great. I like him that a lot. That he's the star of this movie. I'd never heard of it before, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I never heard of it well, until recently. Wait, say the name of it again. What is it called? Zachariah. And this Zachariah. Is the, the store clerk's in this? No, the, no that's um, the other dude. The Poison Ivy. The Poison Ivy guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's called an electric western. And I'm not sure we explained that that the grocery clerk guy kind of assumed the identity of another ad exec that they thought was on yeah. the ship. Yeah, like, like a famous. Oh wait, wait, hang on. Let's go back. Like let's a, go back. Like, like Mad Men style. Here, wait. Let's totally. go back yeah. because this is what happens. These guys don't have a lot of money. They're kind of like a, a young couple. They get onto the ship just ready to have like this vacation that they've paid a lot of money for. They've saved up a long time for. But this other couple who are advertising powerhouse, they have this quote-unquote luxury suite. The promenade suite. And they aren't going to make the, uh, the cruise. So the crew comes up with a scheme to give this cabin to this young couple. Hey, you guys, look at this. The Martin Stockwoods have canceled their cruise. The promenade suite is going empty. All that luxury completely paid for. What a waste. Well, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll stay there. <laughs> but remember, I offered to make the sacrifice. <laughs> Excuse me. Hi. Hi. Uh, we're uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bill Edwards. Hello. Welcome aboard. Let's see. Edwards. Edwards. Yes, you're on the Aloha deck, cabin 101. Uh-oh. The boom boom room. Sounds like we'll be sleeping in the bar. No, actually, it's just a rather small cabin. Right above the engines. And all night long it goes boom? No. Boom, boom. That's okay. We've been saving for this vacation for a long time. And the boom, boom room will be fine. You know, I just had a strange idea. You ever have any other kind? <laughs> Promenade suite. No, we couldn't. No way. No. Why not? The promenade suite isn't any different than any it's of bigger. The, it's a little bigger. It has a bigger bed. <laughs> they were as they talking stated. about it like it was luxurious, well, but it it's not. With all, <laughs> it came with all the drinks that the crew started drinking <laughs> yeah. when they went in there. Right. I was like, wait a second. What? Yeah, Bob Crane <laughs> they're got po- in trouble for drinking. Yeah, and they're but then they're pouring champagne in the beginning. And didn't the, the captain came in and saw him there with a right. with double martini standard. glass. I think they didn't expect the captain to come in, and they were just like, yeah, "Hey, the we're, captain didn't say sh- <laughs> we're cheating. We're cheating, like you know, like in doing this thing that we're not supposed to be doing. So we may as well drink while we're at it, you know." It's what not about the whole thing? Okay, before he finds out, like this is just shy. Before I'm jumping to the Bob Crane story, he is a what is he a ship steward or something like yeah. that? Yeah, steward. Yeah. 
So he goes into the room of the girl that it turns out to be his actual birth daughter that he left at eight months old. And he's like, you guys go out. I'll unpack for you. Oh, like, I, is that a normal I, thing? I, would, I, was I like, thought the same thing. I'm like, I would never let this creep no, in my room and touch my stuff. I would never let anybody come in my room and unpack my Especially luggage. Especially what I saw him doing at the... at the Right, they saw him do the, that. Off the gangplank. All right, so you're in agreement with me that you would not <laughs> let Bob Crane touch That's very strange. That's a very You guys plot. go... Excuse me. Compliments of the ship. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, welcome aboard. I also have a little gift for me to you. Caviar. I don't know what to say. We'll certainly mention your kindness to the captain. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You see, it's from the captain's private stock. The very best. LSB. Less said, the better. You know what I mean. <laughs> hey, why don't we let this chill a while? And uh, you two go exploring the ship, and uh, I'll finish your unpacking. Huh? Oh, no. But oh, you're look, no trouble at all. Just remember to tip me handsomely at the end of the trip. That's well, right. Uh, all right. See you later, Teddy. You <laughs> it was really, really weird. I thought that that uh, was strange. Is, I'm okay. Is that something? I, and I was wondering, like, is that really something that maybe people do? Like, is that a, a feature of a ship that someone will... I guess if you requested it, but I, can, I, I can, wouldn't I want it. I can barely let a bellboy bring my bags up. But anyway, yeah, so he's unpacking their luggage and he sees a stack of Polaroids. And um, Bob Crane perks right up. <laughs> Polaroids? <laughs> and um, he, uh, no, like, it, as he's looking through them, he sees he, the picture of the woman. Was it a one-nighter? No, he left, right? He couldn't handle They that. were together. They, they were, were together. together and he just, he bailed, like, in classic not-great-guy form. Classic, he just, classic like, 70s dad Yeah, form. like, he just completely couldn't handle it and went to sea. Let me yeah. just get I'm not even just going to leave. I'm going to go to sea to get away from and all of this. And then they made up some elaborate story to the he poor girl. Yeah. Went down with the ship. Yeah. It was kind of like Hot Rod where they make like that he's a stunt man, but in reality he died by eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not it's not a great story to tell your kid. They want to think highly of their, their dad. Their dad left. That he was a captain of a ship, but in reality he was just like this sleazy dude. It's funny, though, like the, the couple that are just riddled with bad luck. They're like these two really great actors, though. You know what I mean? You yes, have like Kathy Bates and this guy, and they're very, very good. He sells like that thing so hard. I thought he did such a good job. He was great. I liked him a lot. They have every single sort of cliche and trope because they just keep getting hit with all of this bad luck. What, what happens to them? Poison Ivy. Classic. Classic. Because they're trying to like to seal their marriage or what they just got married. Consummate. Consummate right. their Consummate, marriage yeah. and so they can't get it to happen. Yeah, but I thought the one was pretty funny where she was just full on taking a nap like by the pool. You know, she'd fallen asleep and then um, she gets sunburned. And the way that they set that up where it looked as if they were about to finally consummate their relationship. And in reality, she was suffering from a sunburn. I love you. I love you too. I'm never going to get to sleep tonight. I know. Here. Let me put some more cream on your sunburn. <laughs> I always said you were too hot to handle. Back to Bob Crane. He, um, once he discovers that that's his daughter... He hits the bar with Isaac, and he starts drinking. Did you see the size of the drink that he gave him? <laughs> yeah. He poured it like, it was a, like a, a whole glass of scotch, and then the the captain comes of over and he sees does. him doing it, and then just like, yeah, 
this is one of one of your thousand last times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then there's a last last time right. because then he gets taken to the captain's office because he's hammered. <laughs> May I have this chance? <laughs> I think I'll sit this one out. Yes. Wrong partner. This is the last straw. You have violated every standard of this ship. Come to my office. Now! Bob Crane is clearly drunk walking around the ship. And as Ryan pointed out once again, (laughs) he runs into the captain. Runs into the captain. He's having some bad luck, just like those other guys. Captain sees him. And it's time it's time to this time it's time to go to the to the office. Yes, it is. (laughs) Follow me to the office. It's like the pre pre final final last morning. Gonna sober him up with some coffee. Yes. Always another one. Another classic from where we're growing up. Coffee sobering you up really quick and it kinda does the job. Here, drink some more coffee. Then maybe I can get some sense out of you. Sorry, sir. You should be. Well, what excuse do you have this time? That's a long story, sir. Aren't they all? Years ago, I ran away to sea. Deserted a wonderful woman and a beautiful baby we brought into this world. Alone, she raised the child by the sweat of her brow. Mm, I can hear the violins playing already. You don't expect me to buy this soap opera, do you? Captain, it's the truth. Believe me, it's the truth. You may not have believed me before, but you can believe me now. That child is on the ship now. Young Mrs. Bradley. But then, see, now after that, there is a rap, rap, rap on the door because the captain has invited this woman to his cabin at about 10 p.m. to learn about her father, who she thinks is some sort of, like, famous captain who went went down down with a ship. Yeah, and he's got the book that has all the the shipwrecks in it, of course. (laughs) But Bob says, don't don't ruin her dream of who her dad is, please. Tell her. Yeah, I will walk the gangplank into the ocean. You'll never see me again. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. And so she comes into the room. Captain Merrill Steubing's doing his best to sort of like create this or continue this myth so she doesn't go snooping for a guy that doesn't really exist. And then Bob Crane just can't take it. He, he can't keep it to himself. No. He just can't keep it in. The guilt... The yeah. guilt of the captain building him up into this great guy. Yeah, of 26 years. Too much. Well, you know what? Let's lay the hammer on her and let her get the reveal of a lifetime after 26 years of thinking your dad is some sort of famous seaman. She finds out that her dad is really a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go on with this, Captain. Your father's not dead. He was never a, a captain. He was never anything more than a than a ship's steward. He didn't handle that too well. He's none of the things the captain said he was. Wendy. me i'm your father did you see the way he laid himself upon the door as she left that was like some serious stage acting right that was the best it was the best i loved it so much so dramatic like do you think he was like up for an emmy a daytime emmy for that performance absolutely not no, because what happened to Bob Crane, Michelle, shortly after the he taping? He was murdered of- <laughs> not too long after this, like six months later, yeah, is literally... 
for real guys, murder. I'm out there. Hey, potty mouth, watch that mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're trying to reel in the family with this show. I'm sorry. Guys, I want it's you to Bob go. Crane. Just There's no real I know, you really can't. Like, this is seediest can be. I swear. Well, there's no, there's no hard everybody. and fast rule. Sorry, um, everybody. You do need to go and find out some of what happened with him. Because he also was, Bob Crane also, you guys, he was like, I do believe, like kind of a groundbreaking DJ too in like Los he Angeles. Was. And I remember Steve Dahl here in Chicago, who was like our favorite growing up. I listened to his show, Stephen Gary, here in Chicago when we were kids. We had amazing DJs here, Kevin Matthews, Jonathan Brammeyer. But Stephen Gary were like my favorites, and Michelle, her family, they loved Stephen Gary as well. He used to play clips of Bob Crane because yeah. it was an influence on him in LA. I think they had a lot of really, really innovative DJs, and he was one of them, like doing sound effects and all kinds of stuff. So he was just kind of this crazy, talented, you just know, troubled guy, man. Probably just got caught up. Well, I mean, when you learn <clears throat> the story, he probably had some influence too, but. It's all Richard Dawson's fault. Is it? <laughs> it all comes back to Richard Dawson. And I have a clip posted on our, on our Instagram, and uh, Lauren Tews, she knew to steer clear of Richard Dawson. You could see her reaction when they were on Celebrity Family Feud. Ryan was saying earlier, like, he didn't quite understand why it was a Cinderella story. But it's totally a Cinderella story because they're, like we had stated earlier, they're struggling oh, yeah, financially. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then eventually as... You know, he gets this, offered the big job. Well, when you come up with spots gone, you're going to get some sort of job offer. I'm going to get like the best job. When you're throwing those kind of ideas around. I wish it were that easy. Yeah. Spots gone. Back in 1978, if you're a dude that just like, you know, stole the luxury suite, it was for you. And, oh, and then there was that identity. like running joke about how he was so good at like his, what was his skill set? Doing it. That was his hobby. That was his hobby. Okay. Yeah. It was so gross. This is a really, uh, really, uh... It was like, a racy episode. A racy episode. Racy and dark. It was a racy, strange episode, Nine for sure. Nine-year-old me, I'm not sure what I was thinking. Probably all went over my head. Yeah. Yeah, no, you didn't pick up on those things at all. I definitely didn't. No. I like where Kathy Bates went on the wrong shift, because that made me laugh. <laughs> I thought that that was funny, and then she's all mad, and then she goes and storms into the other person's room. Oh, are we sailing already? Yes, madam. Oh, good. I made it back just in time. Open up, honey, and see what I bought for you. Oh, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong cabin. I thought this was Promenade 342. Well, it is Promenade 342. Well, where's George? There's no George here. There's just me and the little woman. What have you done with my husband? This is our honeymoon. Hey, young woman, if you don't leave immediately, I'm going to call Captain Norton. Norton? The captain's name is Steubing. Captain Norton is Captain the Sun Princess. The sun, Princess? <laughs> oh no, I'm on the wrong ship! <laughs> but then, then it's how like, did she get back to the other ship? She flew to she Los flew to Angeles. Angeles. She flew, God. Yeah, it, it ruined the whole thing. I mean, their whole trip was really ruined yeah. because they lost days with he said, one another. They said two more days, but it seemed like just one more day. But yeah. he's like, I lost two more days with my wife on the cruise ship. But see, his enthusiasm, they really wrapped that story up that had no real ending. And because he just gave it his all, it's just you don't even notice that it kind of just fell apart towards the end. He had had enough. Yeah. Yeah, they had a tough one, you know. 
Oh, that was the thing that I thought was funny. When Captain Meryl Stewie was at the table and then they were like all like sort of like bickering with one another and the guy was playing the role almost like bad James Bond style, pretending to be this advertising guy. And Meryl kept talking to the wife and being like, it really is a jungle out there. Yeah, like, no, that's, I weird. have that too. It's like, as the react, his reactions are so, so weird. They were so strange. Yeah. So innocent. But like, so because he's clueless not, as to not what's needed, going on, not needed too in the storyline. But it's just like no, just cut, cut to the cut I, to the captain. I liked it because to me, this is what I did in my head. I started to think it's more of the the backstory of the complexity of Captain Merrill Stewing, where you know how I was saying he's always starstruck by by beautiful starlets that come on. That he loves this drama. He's sitting there just like delighting in the fact <laughs> that they're arguing, and that's why he had them at the table to because he knew there'd be some sort of fireworks or and something. The thing is, as <laughs> as a, as a seaman. He's I love the best. It. How could he be so innocent? In this one, it makes no the, sense. It makes no sense. Because like, he's just like, he doesn't, they are pulling the wool over his eyes all the time. They I'm, pretty like, much you know, do. You know. Well, I guess that's, you know, that's the but Yeah, he gets effect. real stern with them at some point. Yeah, well, that, that was a thing, too. I noticed his disdain at the beginning for the crew. Like, for all of them, he's just, like, annoyed with everybody. <laughs> he can be crotchety yeah. and cranky, you know? Yeah. He's lonely. I mean, we're finding that he is lonely on a lot of these journeys. Mm. And he uh, he needs someone in his life, does not have one. He, he hasn't had any sort of luck with any of the... Not yet. So this dude, he comes up with spritz be gone. And then the next thing you know, it's like the two old men... They realize, boy, we need someone in the field. We need a real person who knows well, he, the they people want. They admit that that he's not who they think he is. Because didn't like all the people just show up at the room or something like that? When did they tell that they weren't? He wasn't really who he said he was. He came. I think the guy from Bewitched didn't he come to the cabin to say, "I'm going to go with you," or maybe. Oh said yeah, that I'm going to give you the account. I'm going to give you the account. Mr. Beatty, allow me to apologize again. Sir, allow all of us to apologize. Let's not go into that again. <laughs> so I never apologize for sound thinking. Mr. Beatty likes your style. And you know what? I do too. You're in that supermarket every day, watching people, listening to them. We sit in our offices and get carried away with our blue sky theories. You know, sometimes we need somebody to put us back in touch. Tell him, Everett. We're prepared to offer you a job in the agency. You'll be working on my account. How does that sound? Scary. I've never studied advertising. I only know the supermarket. What do you think, honey? I think once you make up your mind, you can do anything. Then, then it's yes? Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Brian, what? I know you're not feeling great about the creepy kiss between Bob Crane and his daughter. Creep me out. And it seems a little too long, a little too lingering, a little too Well, there were two sensual. of them. On the lips. There were two of them. There were two. Yeah, they meet yeah. after like the first time ever, and then he's kissing her on the lips. But Twice see, the thing is... before they go. You already covered the fact that he threw himself up against the door, which I loved, <laughs> in some sort of like silent film dramatic way. <laughs> it's like, you know there's sound on this, right? There's a so sound glad you pointed it out because I remember thinking like, oh, and then I forgot about it. Yeah, and the yeah, captain's yeah. witness to all of this, <laughs> seeing all of this family that drama. That was another, yeah, he, he does the thing on the door and just there forever, <laughs> like seemingly forever. And the captain's standing there looking at him doing it, not saying a thing. <laughs> no. What like, do you are, you, are you okay? The captain's still reeling from the fact that his entire office was painted blue from the two <laughs> fake painters from the last cruise. So I think he's still reeling from that. He had to get oh, somebody to come that. in there and, yeah, and like fix that whole, you know. Well, and also it's, it was a confusing situation for the captain. First, he was told, don't say 
say anything. So then he makes up this elaborate story. Well, right, right off the bat. Yeah. With, within two seconds, it flips. It flips on him. Yeah. Meryl was, you know, he wasn't Caught prepared for all of this, you know. And, and so the thing is, then she takes off, completely distraught the daughter. And then you go to the pool in the middle of the night and just sit there by yourself to just kind of like, you know, grapple with your emotions and all of this mental trauma that you've been put through. And then your husband from the airplane, he shows up. He's walking around the ship with his Polaroid camera, spent the whole day. Let me take a picture of you. <laughs> with the dad. And then he wants her to speak with him because he thinks that it would be the best thing to do. She doesn't want to at first, but then she relents. How can he explain 26 years of not caring? I can't. God knows I did care. I do care. But what I have to offer you? Never been long in responsibility. I can't keep a dollar in my pocket. I drink too much and I never told the truth where the lie would do. The truth is I would have made your life miserable. No. I know it doesn't do any good to say I'm sorry and I, I don't expect you to forgive me. But I want you to know that I realize now that I've cheated myself of 26 of the best years a man could have. Twenty-six years of knowing you. Don't go. After this, Ryan, hmm? can you start to understand why they had that passionate kiss? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Still can't. I'm not, I'm not signing off I'm not going to convince you. I'm not going to sign off on it. All right. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm sorry. It just left a real indelible mark on me <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yeah, I was well, watching it like, you know, deer in the headlights. I know. What? Same. Well, I'm sorry, you two, because you know what? Now they're a family. And he's going to go see the new apartment in two weeks when he gets off the ship and brings his um, prostitute girlfriend with him to (laughs) hang out, you know, and go check out wherever they live. I don't know if they mentioned somewhere in L.A. or something like that. So, like, that's it. They reconcile, and this girl is ready to, like, start a, a relationship with her father. You Sorry. know it's, it's wait, wait, wait. going to be good. It's no, it's be not, because he's going to die in <laughs> six months. <laughs> Little does she know, after 26 years of not being with her dad, he is going to pass away by being murdered. Too little, too late. <laughs> oh, poor Bob Crane. Seriously. That's, just, that's tragic. It really is. It's so awful. <laughs> oh. A 49-year-old Bob Crane. 49? That's it. He looks like he's like 65. Michelle, did they... It drives me crazy every episode, their ages. Michelle, yeah. did they paint the gray on his I side? I was wondering was that to make... Because I don't think he could have been that gray at 40. It looked painted to me. It looked like they spray painted it on to make him look like a dad. To make him look like, yeah, distinguished dad. Make him look old. Now, Ryan, I forgot to ask you up front. As a kid, did you watch this show? Did you occasionally, watch Love Occasionally. Okay. Because for me, it was religious, not you. Not religious. You're a li- little bit younger than us, so maybe it didn't... No, it was there. It was in the zeitgeist. What were your shows? Like, will. what were your shows that you watched? 
Um, I did watch uh, Dukes of Hazard, but not Me too. a lot. I liked it. Not I loved lot. it. I, we, I watched a few. I liked the car bit, but because it be, it was so samey every episode, yeah. I don't think I ever got through a whole season. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? See, I liked the familiar, like you knew what was going to happen, yeah. so it was kind of comforting to me or something. Yeah. Did you have any other shows that you like didn't miss or loved to watch? What would it be? I don't know. You lived as a hobo, though, as a child. <laughs> Is that not Like you were on trains? I, I rode train the rails. Cars a lot. I rode yeah. the rails. So as a kid was, though, like like is there is there anything you can even think of like that you just loved or or loved to watch like it was like a favorite show? You can say no, but it's like I'm wondering if you no, did. No, there had to have been. I just have to think about it. But did you watch Happy Days at all? Was that anything that you were into? Occasionally. What was going on in '80? Like what '80? Like '81, '82? Like what would be shows that were on at that time? Because I would have been watching. Well, all there kinds was of it shows was like then. it was like Heart to Heart, Dynasty, Hell all yeah. that stuff. But I wouldn't watch it because I think it was that's a like, little bit later in the '80s. Yeah, my maybe. mom was super into all that. Like, I loved Hard Hard. I remember too. when Jr. got shot. She had a party. That I wasn't into. To watch yeah, the I never reveal. Was in, never was into it. I think. Yeah, and my I mom like and her it. friends all liked it. Yeah, so yeah. we watched it as a result. Name some other stuff. Did like, you ever watch know. Fantasy Island? Yes. Yeah, and Fantasy Island. Awesome. Oh, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Did my you watch the A Team at all? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a good one. Oh, greatest American hero. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, that I have the jam. I that have the whole DVD box set of yeah. that. I think she got Did it. You it came watch with a cape. Six million dollar man. It came with a cape. Did it really? Yeah. And it Did lit it up. work? It lit up. <laughs> no, I wish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding? What about Six Million Dollar Man? Yes. Oh well, that was that's one of the famous that too. family stories of mine. Is um, there's this guy we lived in Arkansas at the time. <laughs> oh, see, you and guys. this guy Jeffrey lived across the street, and we were friends. <laughs> and uh, we were in the backyard of my house. We, we we used to play Six Million Dollar Man, like, right? You of know. course. And uh, my mom comes out of the back door in the, into the backyard one day, and Jeffrey's got my head under the water of the like the wading pool, and I'm like thrashing around like. Oh you my know. And she's like, Jeffrey, what are you doing? <laughs> And he's he's like it's okay he's the six million dollar man he can breathe. Oh, Wait, who is Jeffrey? A Jeffrey neighbor? was a neighbor friend, like yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky your mom came. You're lucky out. your mom came out, or you'd be dead. You wouldn't be sitting here with this Could at this been. podcast yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, that's Jeffrey. Not, wherever Jeffrey's, you are, Jeffrey's mom. I believe she was a single mom, but she was a. Uh, she had a cool, like, 70s muscle car type thing, and I remember it. That was the first time I ever saw an eight track tape. Was oh, in yeah. that car. Oh wow! Yeah, and perhaps she like, gave you the love of, of cars. Yeah, cars and and just uh, and you know breathing music on weird <laughs> weird formats. I had no idea you lived in Arkansas. I don't think man. I knew that yeah, either. Little Rock, Arkansas. And I didn't know that. A prior prior to us living there, the roof had been ripped off by a tornado. Tornado! Wow! Yeah. Yikes! But it was the only house on the block that had it was really, a roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a bathroom. Yeah. 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 Everyone else had an outhouse. They all came to our house to go to the bathroom. Like Jeffrey was kind of angry. Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey was jealous. He was just jealous <laughs> How long of, of her there? roof. How we were long just there, there for a year? A year? Yeah, all my young stuff was like a year. And I, I was born in Virginia, Mississippi, Arkansas, New Mexico, you oh my know, gosh. Seattle, That's and crazy. then here. Yeah. Isn't that nuts, though? Because there are stories where everyone, like, almost died from some oh, sure. crazy thing you know what yeah. i mean you have at least a handful of those things especially i mean it's well covered like back when we were growing up like rusty like oh things that you're playing on the, and the stuff that we no helmets played with was oh yeah i smashed bananas. my toe off almost with a pipe 
because I was trying to build something and I found a pipe in the like on the street. <laughs> I smashed it in my foot. Why well, the good one? My my stepdad was like, uh, you should never. This happened many times in my life. You should never ride someone else's bike because you're not you you aren't used to it. You weren't, and then so Solid. the next day, ride this guy's bike just going crazy and just get flown th- flung over the handlebars my whole side of my face oh, in no. the gutter oh, no. from here to here oh, and there's God. whole heads bandaged up oh. for, and, and like was out of school for like a week because of that that's terrible my poor kid yeah. that's horrible but hey it was just what you did you know pull, picking gravel out of my face oh. that was the worst when you'd wipe out and then oh, your yeah. knees would be filled with gravel yep man hey Michelle what name did you want when you were a kid would you want to change your name to Dawn <laughs> why I don't know. It could be like Why it was, was, a, it, was a, it was a popular name in the time. And then my, I'm one of my friends. I think we we're in like first grade, but her sister was in eighth grade, and her name was Dawn, and she's so glamorous. Like she had like <laughs> really long hair. She wore like platform Dawn. shoes. She had like those platform shoes Dawn. with like a goldfish in the heel. Like she was just so. What. Yeah, she was just. How like old was she? And eighth she... grade. I think she was like an eighth grade or a freshman in high school. They had a big age. Who, who span. bought her these clothes? Her mom and dad probably. It was the 70s. Yeah. Hey, Michelle, but she was super glamorous, like almost like a share. Maybe I probably built it up in my head when I yeah. was a little kid. There were no kid. goldfish. But her name was Dawn. Well, hey, dude. Huh. I'm glad you were here. Me too. We always love to see you. Mm. We don't see you nearly enough. No. Or your cute little family. True. And where are you off to? I'm going to the UK and to Spain. Oh. Ooh. Can I come? Sure. Spain. My neighbor's going to Spain too. See, yeah. you guys, you go to the you lie about who you are and get on the. I'm plane like a runaway. Yeah, that's what you do. It still works. <laughs> I'm actually sailing there, so just draw it out another couple weeks. Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's awesome. When you guys return, if if your mm-hmm. lovely wife Kelly wants to be on, I'd love to hear her talk about one of these episodes. Yeah, I'd like to see, uh, see somebody. Uh, no, she's never won. I'm sure. That's what she's I'd like to see because we had, be e- fun, we had yeah. Evie watch one and comment on it. I would like to. What'd see she say about it? She was. She's pretty like diplomatic about it, and pretty. We, we'd like to see with a friend, her and a friend too, to see like what their take is, because it's interesting to get like a younger perspective. But also like Kelly grew up in Wales, and I wonder if she even they were aware of this show. I mean, those shows are popular. Maybe not. I don't know because it was a different time. Even when I was living there in the late eighties, mm-hmm. there was still only four channels. See, that's that would be really if it's the first time she ever saw it. It'd be funny to see what yeah. what her take is on the show. You know. Yeah. Um, so maybe when you guys, whenever you're around, if you have a moment, you know, uh, it'd be fun. The four of us could record and like yeah. watch one. More Try and Isaacs. find one. Hmm? We can make more Isaacs. Oh, yeah. That was good. All right. Well, we're glad you were here, man. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having For joining me. us on this cruise. Um, hopefully you guys will be back and then we'll have both of you on in the future. Um, but until next time, I am Ishvan. I'm Michelle. I'm Ryan. Captain Stewart. Captain Stewart, please come to the bridge. And we're loving the love boat. Hi guys, it's me, Ishvan, host of Love in the Love Boat. And before you go, I wanted to invite you to check out my other show, Ishvan's Imaginary Podcast. Yes, it is a kids and family show, but I think it's a show anyone can enjoy. Here, take a peek. Dialing now. <laughs> okay, remember, don't get nervous. Hello, this is Lewis speaking. Oh. Hello. Say the rest. Is your refrigerator running? Excuse me? Well, why don't you go catch it? No, he didn't say it. Oh, you did it wrong. Okay, just go to the next one.
May I speak with John, please? John, th there is no John at this residence. Then how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Toby, is this you? Well, I can't make up the phone. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so fun. I feel so alive. Let's do it again. Colorful characters, award-winning music, and humor and content in a capital G-rated glory that can take on any other podcast out there. So whether it's with your kids, nieces and nephews, grandchildren, or just you and your inner child, Ishvan's Imaginary Podcast is available everywhere podcasts are found to make you all smile and sing along. Check it out today.